Welcome on into the Jazz Talk Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Dieters. Well, the Jazz are on an eight-game winning streak. They are looking great. Offense is looking good. Uh, knocking down lots of shots. Defense is holding teams to usually under 100 points a game. Um, things are really clicking for this team. Um, you know, my thoughts on them using their 15th uh, man roster, or the last roster spot that they have right now, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I think they, I thought that they really needed to, to fill that spot. They needed to add some depth. Now, I, I think eventually that spot will be used and they'll find somebody to throw in there, but it looks like they're really not in, in a rush to do this, do so. And, uh, and have really found some great chemistry with what they're doing as a team. And, you know, they, they struggled the first eight games or so of the season to really figure out what they're doing. They were four and four at that time. Um, you know, and they, they looked okay, but they weren't, they hadn't quite figured out how to start winning these games yet and how, you know, they hadn't gotten into the flow of the season yet. Um, since then, again, like I said, they've, they've won the last eight games. They're 12 and four right now. They are tied with the Los Angeles Clippers for second in the West. Uh, they're, just half a game behind the the Lakers, so Lakers are thirteen and four. Both the Jazz and the Clippers are twelve and four, and then after that, it's a big drop off to uh, you know fourth, fifth, and so on in the West. Um, Joe Ingles is back from his injury. Uh, he he missed I think four games with uh, soreness in his Achilles, uh, which is an injury that you really have to be careful with. The, that Achilles. Um, Especially if you're an older guy like like Joe Ingles, if that tears, it could be the end of a career for him. So I'm glad that he was able to get the rest that he needed. And while doing so, the Jazz were able to give a guy like Mayoni um, some time with the normal roster, um, and he's shown that he has the ability to be one of their best perimeter defenders here going forward. Um, and you know he's. I think he stepped into the role as anybody that gets injured on the on the roster or misses a game for whatever reason. He's the next guy up, which is is really cool for the guy that was drafted 58th last year in the draft. Um, now, of course, if it's Rudy or Derek that were to get hurt, then uh, it'd be Jawan Morgan or you know guys Abuki, somebody like that that would step up into that spot, but any of the other players um it's Mioni that's he's shown that he has the ability to be that guy um and behind that you know you still have like I said you have Azubuki you have Morgan uh Jarrell Brantley's looking really good right now Trent Forrest has shown the ability to play in the NBA um and Shaq Harrison is a guy that they can bring off the bench to really go after the other team's guards um on the defensive end, very high energy, great defender. So the Jazz are really in a good place right now. Um, <clears throat> the Jazz have two ne- two days off. Today is Sunday, so they have today off, and they'll be off on Monday. On Tuesday, they return to play, um, but they're playing a back-to-back in that. So the Jazz can probably get in one practice um, during these days off that they have, um, but they do have a back-to-back. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about in this episode. With back-to-backs, you know, this Jazz team has, it's an older roster. Um, 
you know, you still have your guys like Rudy, um, who's in his prime, Donovan, uh, who's just getting into his, and then you have um, Jordan Clarkson, Derek Favors, who are like Rudy right in their prime, but then you have a lot of other guys that are right at the very end of theirs, where they've got just a couple more years left in them, and it's really imperative to keep them healthy um, for the playoffs to where that's when they can really add value with their experience with um, just their calmness on the floor so guys like Mike Conley, Joe Ingles and Boyan Bogdanovich Um, and so when it comes to back to backs I really think it would be a good idea to give um, Mike Conley the rest on one of those back to back games so whichever team you think is is the lesser of, of the two teams you're going to play in a row, um, I would give uh, Mike Conley that night off. And then you can bring in Mia Oni. Um, he'll play in the second unit and probably start Joe Ingles along with Royce O'Neal, Donovan, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Rudy Gobert. Um, just because, you know, Mike's had injury problems in the past. He's looking really good this year. Uh, All of his stats are way up. His shooting uh, efficiency is way up this season. But he is an older guy. And so I would, if I was a Jazz, I would really look to give him some rest here and there. Make sure he's not breaking down his body so that when we get to the playoffs, he can be ready to go um, and contribute. Plus, it will also allow Joe Ingles to play in the starting lineup. Um, you know, where he's a little bit more comfortable, score a little bit more, uh, play the point guard a little bit more. Um, plus, I think giving Mia Oni as much time as possible to develop with the group and to be ready for the next upcoming seasons is really important. Even though right now you're, you know, you're really focused on this season. The guys like Oni, uh, Morgan, Brantley, um, you want to get these guys developed for the future for when, you know, Donovan Mitchell goes on his new contract or he goes on his and you get really expensive. You're going to need these cheaper, younger guys to be able to step up and make an impact. Um, One other thing I'm really seeing with this team right now is I think... They're going to have to figure out a way for Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors to play together for at least four or five minutes a half because right now Rudy's only averaging 29 minutes a game after averaging 34 minutes a game last year. So in those five minutes, you know, with how great Rudy is, he can get another basket or two. He can get another two or three rebounds in that time. And so just for him as far as looking uh, towards uh, the All-Star game, um, All-NBA, all those type of things, I think he's going to want to get those those extra minutes in. And then, you know, Dark, Derek Favors, on top of that, really isn't playing a ton of minutes. So I think it would be a really good idea to find a way to get those two playing together for at least a few stretches of a game. Um just to help both of them get more time in, get their stats up. Um, not that stats are 
a super important thing, but it's a great way to keep players happy. Um, you know, if Derek can go from averaging six points a game and six six rebounds to eight points and seven rebounds, even though it's not a huge difference, it's it's one of those things where it just it helps keep the player a little happier um, to where they really do feel like they're contributing. And even though Derek has a huge impact on the game and the Jazz are way better in non-Rudy minutes this year than they were last year, it's still it's hard for a player that's averaged the type of numbers that Rudy or that Derek has in the past um, to go down to only averaging six points and six rebounds. Um, again, it's not a huge deal. Derek is a very mature guy um, that understands what his role is. It's just, I think, overall, it would be better for his morale and the morale of the team to make sure that he gets a few extra minutes in while not taking away minutes from a guy like Rudy Gobert. Um, last thing I wanted to talk about in this episode is in the this big stretch that, where the Jazz have started to really figure things out, Donovan Mitchell has also figured things out. Um, the first eight games of the season, Donovan was really struggling. His shooting percentages were way down. Um, he was just really struggling to put the ball in the basket and make an impact on the game. And since that point, he's been shooting really well. Uh, his three-point shooting is up. Um, currently, he's averaging, and this again, this is really early in the season. We're only 16 games in. But he is currently averaging career highs in points, assists, um, and uh, three-point percentage. And he's really close to his career high in rebounds right now as well. Um, so I think this is him, you know, taking that next big step that he needs to take, um, for the Jets to really be contenders. They have a lot of talent on this team. They've, uh, surrounded Rudy and Donovan with great players that are great players on the floor and off the floor. They don't get in trouble. They're mature. They practice hard. You know, they take care of their bodies, all these things. Um, but Donovan moving up from that top 20 range in the league to superstar status of top 10 player in the league is really where he needs to go for this team to go from, you know, second round playoff team, maybe making it to the conference finals to a team that can really contend for a title. Um, and so it's nice to see him <clears throat> making these jumps right now, this early in the season. And the big thing for him will be, can he sustain this over time and continue to improve as the season goes on? Um, you know, the, the last thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, this has been the big news around the Jazz lately, is Shaquille O'Neal, who is my all-time favorite player in the world, but that was him playing. As an analyst, I think he's... I really just don't think he pays enough attention to really put his opinion out there as much as he does. But he was talking crap on Rudy Gobert a few weeks ago, and then a couple nights ago he was doing the same to Donovan Mitchell. He brought it up to Donovan Mitchell after a game, after Donovan Mitchell went off for 36 points, I think seven boards and seven assists, shot really well. The Jazz easily won that game. 
Um, personally, I, I just... The, the attitude with jazz fans is that we're looked down upon and that we're always made fun of and and to have this chip on our shoulder, which having a chip on your shoulder is a good thing, but I think we all need to take what Shaquille O'Neal or any of these other people say with a grain of salt. I mean, they, they don't really watch these games as closely as they should. They don't watch all the games. They don't, they don't really know what's going on. They have 30 other teams that they're trying to keep track of. Um, you know, and they've got other things going on. They, you know, I think both Shaq and Charles uh, Barkley, the only time they watch the NBA is when they're on their show. So, you know, if, you, if you've heard all this from Shaq or from other people, just, you know, don't, don't take it too seriously. Um, you know, the Jazz are going to handle themselves you know, whether we win or lose, those are that's the important stuff with with the Jazz. It's not what the the national media says about them, or how little attention they're getting, or how much attention, or any of that. Um, yeah, with that, I'm gonna go ahead and end this episode. Hopefully, the Jazz can uh, stretch this out to 10 game, 12 game win streak uh, by the time the next time I talk to you. Um, on the the NBA uh, side of the podcast, we're going to be doing the Eastern and Western roundups. Those should be out by this next Thursday, um, so be looking out for those. But again, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Go Jazz!